my lovelies and welcome back to black couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode belatedly of preacher this is season one episode six sundowner written by nick town who worked on deadwood directed by gil gilmero or gilmo i think it's gilmo gilmo navarro who worked on pan's labyrinth this episode premiered July 3rd of 2016, and I gave it a 9.4 out of 10. Really enjoyed the action this episode. We finally get some answers. What's Jesse got inside of him? It pops off immediately. And we see that having this power, not such a good idea. But Jesse thinks it's his salvation to release him from a promise. And unfortunately, it lands one Eugene and not the place he really wanted to go. Let's go ahead and mosey in to this recap. We start with Jesse still in the diner and he is being told using his power by DeBlanc is not a good idea. He needs to stop using it. No, it's not God. It is, well, we find out after he uses the power on the Blanc that it is an angel and a demon baby that can end all of creation and upset the balance of power though he is skeptical and i'm not sure why jesse is skeptical since she thought it was god why would (laughs) or maybe he's just taking it all in because he seemed mesmerized and happy by the time uh they were in the truck maybe he's just more like hold on it's not god it's something other than god that can be powerful fior spots a seraphim which is an angel and he and DeBlanc try to reason with her once they go outside but when she tries to call heaven the gang stopper Jesse tries to intervene like what the hell and realizes that this is no helpless woman Fior shoots her brains out before putting her in the car her dead body that little pint-sized heifer had both them grown men by their throats except Fior left his keys in the restaurant so they asked Jesse you got your keys because yeah you keep on asking what the fuck we killed her we said no we did not kill her and then she reanimates coming out of the diner and they escape with him being all excited he's now a part of it you can't call heaven with the phone apparently unless you have angel hands the seraphim retrieves the keys of Fior's from the restaurant or diner and is able to find out their location via a bible in the car why would you take the bible with you at the sundowner the blind explains to jesse genesis is an embarrassment on both sides and that genesis needs to remain a secret otherwise angels and demons from both are going to try to obtain it it should not be used but jesse is very intentionally about wanting to use it and it was made of love should it be condemned that's a question i have you know angel and a demon but then again who's to say it was love (laughs) just because it was forbidden there's like you know what i'm tired of this fighting let's fuck lord knows zarafel and crawley were very much over it and if you haven't watched good omens you don't know what i mean those are two angels that i would love to see fuck right now the angels are on the radar of fior and de Blanc coming to earth without permission more so than they are about the escape genesis 
whom the Blanc wants to sing to it to draw it out. Although Fior is like, we can go for the other option and straight brings out the chainsaw. He's like, no, stop it. I love that he's taking out all of the <laughs> tools that they're going to need <laughs> other weapons. And one of them's a dildo. And that's, of course, what uh, Jesse picks up. Like, um, you want to explain this? He's like, it was our first time. We didn't know what we'd need. Watching three men struggle with a four-foot leprechaun gangster was great. Pow, right in the kisha. Pow, right in the kisha. <laughs> The reanimating made it a hilarious spectacle. They was like, stab her, stab her, not slowly, gently, stab her gently. Love the shot through the perspective of the hole. And then one of them screaming, she's got an ex. Then Cassidy shows up as they're trying to freaking restrain her and takes the silencer and just shoots her in the head. Like, hey. Hey, morning they are able to disarticulate her and if you do not know what that means just quickly google search it (laughs) and all this drama is finally over jesse decides he isn't giving up genesis to his custodians because he's determined he's special and if god didn't want him to have it then god can come down here and take it he's not your daddy he tells Cass that they are leaving and uses the power to make the block and Fior leave him alone because consequences is something Jesse barely just speed bumps right over or he thinks he can handle it after barely surviving this but sure and that's where Jesse's issue is he's got daddy issues <laughs> and he's manifested those daddy issues onto you know God but considering what his dad was before he met his maker <laughs> um it's kind of transference at this point you know i'm gonna transfer these feelings i have the impotent rage at this promise that he believes now this late in his life has somehow which we kind of feel uh figure out a little bit later what may be giving those feelings but or informing those feelings however He's still a narcissistic, arrogant asshole. And that does not change. I think I said this last episode. Jesse's not my favorite character. You're not going to get me to root for him. But I will fairly treat him as the character that is defined. And I, like I said, I can fully, fully get the story. That doesn't mean you have to like someone just because you understand the way they are. Cass definitely has feelings, but keeps them to himself. At least to um, a certain time period. (laughs) He waits for his opportunity. Tulip knocks on Emily's door, whose kid has a fever, and tells her to stay away from her boyfriend. See, Tulip is an organic hot mess. She is, has... (laughs) She is as she is. She um should not have come into this woman's house and thrown her child's stuff or any things or any of her things, I should say. Jesus. But she stood up and she feels threatened and she doesn't know how to 
manifest a conversation other than to barge in and be everything that she kind of hates herself for being but we see another side of tulip this episode which is the one that is insecure on what to do because of what jesse has indicated to her about you know we can be good we saw her reject that last episode but in this episode we see her accept that reality it's almost like that last you know i'm not that person and i'm gonna prove you this way but in this episode she's accepting that idea okay i'm gonna do it his way he wants to do this he wants to try to be good he thinks this is the way it should be she's not about it but because she loves jesse she will try and that's the part of of tulip that's so you know despite everything that she is on the outside there's this you can feel it's all of these brick walls for a very very vulnerable person because who comes back in someone's house and you be like that was my kid's thing and you're like okay well i'll fix it i'm sorry i like i'm not gonna say i'm sorry but i will do the actions to indicate okay that wasn't right and she knew it wasn't right because she was still sitting outside the house and that's what made emily go out there and be like that was my kid's thing you know so good job i think she also realizes that this is jesse's girlfriend um and this is someone that she wants to be but isn't but still in a way admires like she didn't know jesse had a girlfriend i'm pretty sure jesse didn't run around and be like tool up that girl that's my woman all she knows is this girl (laughs) this woman's been running around she seems to have business with jesse jesse's got business with everybody but I, I like that moment of the two women actually, you know, trying to, like, they have things about each other that they kind of envy, but they still admire the other for what they do bring to the table. You know, because Emily is a mom. She seems to be a good mom for all. She might freak out <laughs> every once in a while, but she seems to be a good mother. She's a good church going person. She seems to be about the right things the quote-unquote good person but she would rather or she part of her wants to be a tulip miles emily's uh what do you call that booty call is debating which pants to wear as he contemplates the message from green anchors looking for their massacred employees emily tries to make small talk with tulip but she's defensive and prickly but can talk a lot about her car and since she complimented her car that was the thing that was going to get you in with tulip she finds something to compliment emily on even though she mistakes a candy jar for an ashtray the boys are in their undies waiting for their bloody clothes to wash and while tulip is like 10 a.m is too early for a beer jesse doesn't think so <laughs> even to you know uh wait cassidy like oh hell yeah i'll drink a beer at 10 a.m because he's a drug addict so they're friends in a way in which he's probably not that way with tulip because tulip's like i don't drink at 10 a.m you crazy cassidy tells him he fell in love and off a building this weekend what did you do (laughs) ask him about one of his tattoos which he says is from a mean lady comic fans of course know who that is and then he sees another tattoo he says that's my tulip i wish that came off more romantic and less uh territorial 
foot. Oh, it is what it is. Cassidy. Cassidy then begins to point out that this idea that um, you should keep Genesis, I don't think it's a good idea. And Jesse thinks that it's because God gave it to him because he has a plan for him is why he isn't listening to those technically that outrank him, but he listens to no one but God. And because God is orchestrating everything this was given so he can get more, quote unquote, despite Cassidy, who is immortal. And he's not listening to Cassidy about him being immortal. Like he brushes over everything he says in the way he brushed over. Like even Cassidy brought it up. Like I tried to tell you about them dudes. You didn't listen to me. He's like, oh yeah, you did. So I've told you over and over again, I am a vampire and you don't listen to me. You believe only what you choose to believe when you choose to believe it. So Cassidy's been around though. He's 119 years old. He's lived a little bit longer and maybe him saying, you know, you don't want to be messing with that. Um, If he would take him seriously as being 119 year old, someone who's lived way longer than him, he might listen. I feel as if Jesse not listening is the crux of his, a lot of his actions from the point of which he gets Genesis onward, I think he causes a lot of pain to a lot of people because of his actions. Eugene is being treated much better at school, but he feels in his soul this isn't rightly earned. Emily, sweet child, is envious of Tulip being able to run over the run all over the world with Jesse. And she's telling her her own experiences, Tulip that is. Tulip watches her mother, her child. You can see that this is what she envies about the woman and why she thinks Jesse is into her or would be into her or why she wants her to be the example of her. Emily brings up once again, needing to do a whole bunch of chores. Tulip offers to watch her. To be fair, for Emily, I would have asked the same thing. Do you have any experience with children? And Tulip says, well, I had one. And that's when we find out that she was pregnant and she lost said child. And we're all going to guess that it was Jesse's child. So this seems to have been consistently, they've been stating these past six episodes, a big issue for them, a big moment. And it seems to connect to this Carlos thing. Tulip wants to move on and move forward with her lover by confronting the person that caused the incident that caused her to miscarry. And for Jesse to shoot someone, <laughs> apparently. And we take care of this and then we can move on. Jesse's idea is no, I need to go back all the way back to my original sin and start from there. These are the two mindsets that we're at right now with these two people. Uh, she does offer to drop off the church stuff instead so that Emily can stay with the daughter. And considering how many times she screams mommy, that's probably the best idea. And I was I was not feeling mad at Emily's outburst because you be like that with kids. You be like, I was just there. Like all you want right now is attention. After acting out, she's going to try to do Jesse's way. I think I've already stated that. Though he isn't good at his job because she starts voting the church pamphlets and isn't working hard, just taking the easy route. Cassidy hasn't dropped the subject thinking as he's putting out a huge speaker. And I didn't think too much when I was first watching it. Like, why is he putting a bullhorn up there? Holy shit, he's going to use the word <laughs> to everyone, all 200 people showing up in this congregation today. 
Um, but we learned that a little bit later. Right now, Cassidy just thinks that, you know, there's asking for trouble and then there's begging for trouble. Maybe this was a mistake. God doesn't make mistakes. Shut the fuck up. Cass, he addressed the remark more, um, what's the word? Maturely and said, God may not make mistakes, but humans sure shit do. And that's what you are. You're a human with something that is not human. <laughs> and there are like your life is going to change and you're you're completely under appreciating undervaluing that and once again who would know better than someone who has been infected with something that will change their life forever and basically you are messing with cosmic games <laughs> and the only reason that you're playing in these cosmic games is because god wanted me to okay Emily sends Tulip, who has those cute little glasses on, to finish the errands. Eugene is invited to see fireworks in a tunnel. He believes that they are beautiful. Oh, I hate toggling. I hate toggling. It's great that I get to type up my notes, but toggling is a son of a bitch. Miles comes to visit, struggling regarding his next actions and wants to talk to the preacher about it because that's what you do you go to your preacher for guidance he seems to think that people are only supposed to come to help him <laughs> you are a shepherd of your flock that means you are prostrate for them so if you can't humble yourself and know that you would be putting them church chairs out there all by yourself and that people will come to be selfish that's what you're there for um and then he gives the dumbest statements ever, which pissed me off. Uh, <laughs> when he asks, how do I know what's the right thing to do? Pray. Really? Really? Seriously? Oh, Jesus, let me kill this nigga. But after Cassidy's words, Miles strikes a nerve by asking a very relevant question. How do you know it's God giving you direction and not your own voice telling you what you already want to hear? Jesse claims they're not the same, but Miles knows they are awfully similar. <laughs> Jesse says, well, you and God are either hearing the same thing or you're not hearing God at all. Once again, it's all foreshadowing for this um, look into what is Jesse's motivations currently when he has that conversation with Eugene, but it's all leading there. Tulip shows up to put things away and runs into Cassidy in the storeroom who thinks she came to find him but learns that she didn't and finally he puts one and two together and he wonders what they should do because she is his Tulip. She pushes him behind the door with a golf club. He was sniffing the air like, who you in here with? <laughs> he went darkly territorial and again, I guess that's supposed to be sexy. I guess this would be the time to put a pin and note that Seth Rogen is hugely behind this season. If you know anything and you're a female regarding Seth Rogen's movies, he's not like he has a very, very complicated relationship, in my opinion, with women. I don't think that like he's all of the opinion of the matter. It doesn't matter who and how much of an ass I am. He's very... I don't know. Um, 
because if you know anything about the comics and this is just a minor spoiler jesse looks up to john wayne right that's the kind of swagger he's supposed to be rolling with and either it's the actor who simply did not pay uh is not able to um perform that because he should be a much grayer character and unfortunately jesse goes from okay to (laughs) the worst by the end in my book everyone else might think he's just fine but um and the story is still good do not get me wrong the story is amazing surrounding jesse uh and everything that he goes through and what he the story he has to tell is very important i don't want to disregard that but he's not someone i root for (laughs) because from the start of the show i never felt the need to root for him it's more like okay and it's not even oh i got a power and i want to do a b c d e f g like all of us if we get a power and we can make people do stuff of course of course we're going to be selfish like that's a that's a damn right given my issue is jesse's trying to be something he's not and this power only allows him to further that and actually get it done with quicker so that he can quote be free so and then his his um almost explained later on but that the sense of superiority over even (laughs) over the people around him and even the people closest to him um we'll get more into that as the story progresses but man it just when you get these scenes where he comes in and he's just like grabbing her arm it's it's a territorial possessive manner that doesn't and then you left it left cassidy in the dark you know because he's really in love with Tula. he wasn't joking and she went and had this one night where she allowed herself to live a different life like fuck jesse i'm done but she couldn't she could not let him go and that's going to be explained a lot more um but it doesn't necessarily make me feel as if their relationship is at times the healthiest <laughs> um jesse is ready to open up for a full house and ask emily if it's good what they're doing she's like um you just got suddenly popular it feels unearned disingenuous but sure we're it's all good because you continue he wants that affirmation right he's he's getting everyone that is a good person or decent is being like the same the same good dude and he needs someone to tell him it's good he's dodging eugene but after he brings up how tulip helped out emily which emily's like you didn't even have the decency to tell me who she was you have no respect sir so she decides that i'm gonna send eugene right on in (laughs) yes eugene is a lot he is very he he needs to talk to the preacher often what and any other normal person you'd be like yeah i get it i don't fucking want to do this but you're choosing to be this town's preacher so you don't get to be upset when (laughs) eugene wants to talk he's your flock you think the any other pastor that really dedicated themselves to that life 
would be like, you know what? This is so bothering. Maybe with other little pastors or preachers around. But no, not when his they need you. They're, you're there. That's what you're supposed to do if you're really giving to God the way you're supposed to be. This is why I can't stand anyone who fakes it. I'm like, if you're going to be committed to it, I don't care. Even if I don't believe in it, at least you're committed to something. People who fucking treat it. Oh, let's just not even get into it because it'll be a whole rant. <laughs> Eugene wants him to take back what he did as he says it's cheating. That was not whatever you did. That wasn't right. And God doesn't want him to be forgiven. He shouldn't be forgiven. Not like this. Jesse's angry because it's all the facts he's disregarding so he can fulfill his promise. He tells him he's a hard kid to please, as if to blame it on him, and doesn't know what will make him happy. And I love Eugene's line right here. I didn't ask for you to make me happy. I love when he put that bass in his voice too. He was like, hold on. Oh, why are you trying to act like I'm an ungrateful ass? I didn't sound, I didn't ask you to make me happy. And I actually asked you to do a damn thing for me. I asked you, could you help my father? And you said, well, I'm just going to get the town to forgive you. Or the one woman who hates you to forgive you so that the rest of the town can. He plans to save the whole damn t- uh, town using the word. And while Eugene doesn't fully comprehend he has a power, he knows like, uh, what? <laughs> That, that doesn't sound it sounds like you're doing something against people's will and then he asked the question Jesse I don't understand why you keep coming to me and again I love the actor Ian in this scene like why because you're the preacher you're supposed to help me when I'm lost you're supposed to encourage me to make the right decisions not sit there and talk about well if you don't want to tell me the whole thing then i don't know this is all about his selfish and understandable need to be free of a promise he feels is the reason things have gone bad i.e loss of his child the score that went wrong him killing a man i've already stated that twice <laughs> eugene tells him he can't make people see the light i'm gonna make everyone see the light you can't make people see the light they need to choose It's all about choice. It's about free will. But Jesse doesn't believe people should have free will. And that's a part that we're really going to explain. It's Jesse's psyche. His psyche is very fucked up. Jesse said, bump that. I will choose for them and they won't complain like you. And he said, no, that's a sin. Jesse tells him he won't hear about sin from the likes of him before getting very angry or angrier. And telling him, go to hell, Eugene. Go to hell. Shame. 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 Seeing what he hath done, he turns around and walks right back out them doors. Cassidy has seen everything. And he is, quite frankly, appalled. Miles agrees to set up uh, agrees to the setup that Odin had orchestrated, which is what he was debating. It looks like they uh, made it look like the car went off the road and then blew up. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's going to get rid of the bullet holes in the bodies, but hey, if you pay off the coroner's office and it's close to the town, maybe, maybe. 
and that's how we end the episode we do have some feedback so let's head over to the mailbag hear what shy has to say Christina, it's me, Shy. I'm here to talk about Preacher Episode 6 of Season 1. Um, <clears throat> wow, I, I I really enjoyed this episode. It was all over the place with me. I uh, went from last, laughing hysterically to being sad to... Yeah, just want to say all over the place, but one it went from one extreme to the next, from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode. So, um, of course, we'll start at the beginning. The scene with uh, I forget their names, the angels' names. Um, uh, them telling Jesse about the Genesis, what is what the entity is about. Um, well, not what it's about, but what, well, sort of what it's about. The fact that it's a child created from a demon and an angel. And that we still don't know what it's doing exactly. Like, why? I mean, because Jesse asked that question and they didn't have an answer. So that's still a question mark. Like, why did it choose him? Uh, what is the purpose? Um, they, the angels seem to think that they need to contain it. Um, it doesn't seem like they're quite sure what's going to happen other than thinking that it's a, an abomination and nothing good would come from the entity being out there in the world. So what exactly it's capable of is, is still yet to be determined. Um, but we're seeing what it's doing so far and it's definitely uh, troublesome to say the least um, then we get the the scene of the lady <laughs> the blonde lady that comes in I was wondering why the guy was looking at kept looking at her um, and then they're like excuse me we gotta check her phone and then they started and I, I figured that she was some type of a demon or something uh, which he sensed uh, when he when they went out there so um then from that point on i'm telling you i was dying i mean every <laughs> from the the moment that jesse went out there um and she started attacking him they shot her put her in the trunk and then um he's you know jesse of course is like what the hell is going on here and uh course they're trying to explain everything which obviously jesse is still gonna be like uh i don't understand this and then of course the next the her clone comes out and then he they're truly like what the hell um but the scene in the halt in the motel room oh my gosh i just <laughs> i was just <laughs> I couldn't stop cracking up. I'm like, I know the scene. I know it had to be meant to be funny because there's no way, there's no way you couldn't that you could watch that scene and not be dying from laughter. 
Oh, uh, when he, I don't know who, which one of the angels, like, stab her gently. I'm like, <laughs> so they're trying to not kill her, but, you know, contain her, but not kill her. But it wasn't, it was just a series of unfortunate events. Everyone's the bodies were piling up everywhere. Jesse was trying to get her. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. And then Cassidy, for some reason, showed up. I don't even know. I, I, I happened to show up. Was he trying to meet the angels? I don't know. That was never clear why he showed up there. And then he got into it. And then it, it was just, I was dying. It was hilarious. And at one point, one of them was like, Preacher, kill me. It's like... <laughs> I don't know how the hell they're going to clean that room, get rid of all those bodies, but um, I'm surprised that it's not, sorry, kid was making all kinds of weird noises. Some, what was I saying? I think, uh, yeah, I'm surprised that they just don't disappear, you know, like they reappear, so I can't, <sighs> I have to pause again. Anyway, I don't know what I was saying. Um... And then we have Tulip and Emily um, forging some type of a weird truce slash friendship from Tulip acting extra again. I'm like, this girl's got anger problems. (laughs) She just bounces up in this woman's house and just throws the poor um, child's art. But that was nice of her to come back and, you know, be... um, apologetic and fix it so that was nice of her and then she's helping Emily run errands I'm sure there was a well she actually offered a babysit and you know of course I, I'm, I didn't blame Emily like yeah you just came in my house acting crazy throwing shit um I don't know if I want to trust you with my kid so <laughs> but you run these errands so didn't blame her for that decision um even though I don't th- I mean, obviously I don't think Tulip would have done anything to the child just you know as a mother that's not I would have been questioning her <laughs> for leaving her child with a woman that just got through uh doing what she did so um and then we have the mayor Miles that's his name right so he's covering up the murder that Queen Cannon um, committed last episode and I'm like, I mean, shouldn't that be his responsibility to clean up the mess? So um, we didn't see him in this episode, but he was struggling with, you know, that whole deal and not returning the phone calls of the uh, corporation um, who are trying to find out where their partners are. So I don't know. I mean, I see that they burned the bodies, but I feel like that shouldn't be good enough. Uh, but maybe they burned all that evidence of them being shot to death. So we'll see about that and how that ends up turning out. And then we got Jesse um, having a hard time warming up to his character because he just bothersome to me in his whole attitude and how he's going about things. I'm just having a hard time with him. I don't know if I'm meant to like him or is he one of those anti-hero type things and he'll warm up to, I'll warm up to him eventually um but what he did to Eugene was messed up 
you know, speaking of Eugene, I really thought them kids were going to do something like prank him or something uh, when they lured him to the that spot. But I'm glad that didn't turn out the way it, I thought it was going to go. I really thought they were going to do something um, to him. Um, but that I mean, all that to say that it's Jesse that does something to poor Eugene. I um, mean, he's there trying to do the right thing and, you know, talking to Jesse about, you know, how he feels and how he feels about how Jesse went about getting the town to forgive him. And um, Jesse just went off, went out, he's just out of his mind. So I'm guessing this entity is starting to take over because he's really starting to be possessed by this thing um, because it's... Um, that was messed up what he did to Eugene. That was sad. I mean, poor kid. Ugh, I'm just, I'm not happy with that. And I hope that, that it doesn't end with that. That there's some type of a, I don't know. I mean, that, ugh, I don't even know. I, I, I can't imagine. So, that can't be the end of him. <clears throat> I would be very sad if that was the case. Because uh, I liked him. I mean, he'd been through a lot and he's, I felt like the town was always pooping on him and and he's always been trying to do the right thing since everything that happened so anyways that's all I have for this one um like I said I really enjoyed it it was a lot more going on a lot more um yeah a lot more to that had me thinking so on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was queen shy with her thoughts on the episode so fior in the block are the angels names fior is the one that is the tall guy um he's a little he's the sweet one as the block calls him and the block is the shorter uh, one with a mustache or beard. Uh, Tulip, and to be fair, in a lot of ways, Jesse is emotionally immature. Tulip, a little bit more so. <laughs> but uh, these are two people who are not, they don't react. I know you keep saying she's extra. <laughs> I just have a different interpretation of that word. Extra is you're just, you're going over the top and you kind of, know it in a way whereas tulip this is she's emotionally just not there like this is she's going to act very much like uh like a child <laughs> like a child would at the age of like 10. that's where her emotional maturity uh is stunted at and jesse for the most part is as well um and you said you know you don't have the answer about genesis I will say, and then we can, if you need a little bit more, uh, we do know it, Genesis was searching for absolutes in the beginning of the season, right? He tried a Christian church, he tried a Satanic church, tried a Scientology church. So think along those lines and you may find your answer as to why it chose Jesse. Uh, I'm not sure if they in emphatically stated in the show but if you need me to get more specific i will uh, there's a lot more seraphim in the comics but yes i love that scene so much 
so so much and you touched on something like am i supposed to like jesse i ne- i didn't i never liked jesse the actor simply i, I haven't seen him in much i heard he was tony stark's dad <laughs> i never watched that part of the movie um i knew he was in i don't even know uh warcraft or something to that effect but i i'm not a huge fan of dominic cooper i I don't think he's a great actor he does not do anything for me my neighbors are in the room and unfortunately not going to shut the fuck up so i'll try to make this quick (laughs) but yeah jesse the actor just doesn't play the character the way in which it should be portrayed uh you've mentioned it twice that it's um kind of changing him it's not a possession it's not superseding the host's will so he's not being morphed into anything that's not really a spoiler (laughs) it's just a um a a conception that you uh believe may be happening i don't want you to go down that route because i think in this episode they kind of like it's an entity and i can see what you're where you're going with it and it's another one of those things where it doesn't follow up with you to give you any more insight into that so i'll just go ahead and tell you it's not possessing him in any manner or changing his uh changing who he is and i think when you link link uh why it chose him then that would make a little bit more sense but we can talk about that next episode if you are inclined i'm gonna go because yeah you, you hear it um <laughs> if you want to join in our next conversation blackoncouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic <laughs>